You're listening to the Simple Growth Podcast, the show that helps business owners get their life back. Here's your host, Mike Callahan. Hey, welcome back to the SA Weekly Talk Show. Getting back at it on a regular basis here to help you go out and crush your 2019 sales and marketing goals um, in the service industry, whether it's lawn care, home cleaning, or pest control. I've got a special guest today, Dan Plata of Blue Skies. Um, and Dan is an expert in going out and recruiting and finding those next employees in your pipeline um, to go out and hire and, and tackle these uh, new sales goals in 2019. One of the biggest things that we're seeing in the service, the service industry, whether it's lawn care, home cleaning, pest control, or even pool services, is going out and finding and recruiting and training these rock star employees um, and get them to come in. So uh, Dan has been kind enough to uh, spend some time with us and go over five or six key points that he thinks are really important going out to have a successful foundation for employees and recruiting in 2019. So uh, Dan, if, if people have never heard of you, uh, would you mind giving us a little background on Blue Skies and how you cut your teeth in the service industry and kind of uh, what you're doing now? And uh, we'll dive into some content. Yeah, definitely, Mike. So we are in a few different and in the Portland, Oregon market. We have an investment in Tampa, and we have a bunch of partners that we, we help out across the country. And so as we grew our business, um, and we're in, we're in the home cleaning space, and we're in the window cleaning, pressure washing, gutter cleaning, you know, I'll say exterior cleaning space. As we grew, uh, especially in this labor market, it became more and more and more important to have a really good recruiting system, especially because we have to be able to do it from a distance. We don't have boots on the ground in every single market that we're in with, a, with an owner, operator, leader. Sometimes we have a system that could make that happen and put the production manager in charge of bringing them in and getting them trained up. Um, so we built a system where we can do all that from a distance uh, and have great results and great success uh, recruiting uh, basically across the country and even into Canada. Awesome. Uh, Dan, as I kind of come in, if you've got a pair of set he headsets that you could plug in, it looks like we're getting a little uh, uh, bounce back or feedback. Yeah, I'll do that. So uh, as we're waiting for Dan, there's a very interesting story how he's got multiple locations and dealing with the, the recruitment process. So a lot of us, uh, including myself, are only dealing with um, the one location here in upstate New York uh, for recruiting, but, but Dan's got multiple locations. So whether you're a single operator owner looking to grow and scale a business, or uh, you're looking to scale to maybe a franchise model or multiple branch locations, uh, there's going to be some huge executable uh, takeaways here as we dive into this with Dan. Um, Dan, is that better with the uh, headset there? I, um, you're coming through loud and clear on my end. How am I sounding? Awesome. Appreciate it. And every once in a while, what could go wrong? We're going live on Facebook. A uh, couple couple service industry guys cutting our teeth in the live video. So uh, with the audio hey, back entrepreneurs, up. We're entrepreneurs. we got to be nimble. <laughs> Beautiful. So with the audio back up and running, uh, first thing I wanted to talk about is the application uh, flow. Um, so you kind of use the analogy before of uh, basically a gold miner going in and uh, picking out the best pieces of gold and prospecting. Um how does that relate to uh, going out and prospecting new prospects in your employee pipeline, as, as you may put it? So what we found works the best in our system and, and the gold mining analogy, I think is the, is the one that we can all relate to is if you are um, recruiting and writing ads and you're trying to like cherry pick and find point the person you're looking for with that ad, 
It's like being a gold miner and walking into a gold mine and just looking around and trying to find a piece of gold. And the best gold miners don't go, don't walk into their mine and start looking for the next piece of gold. They haul out a ton of rock and they put it through a big process and a bunch of filters. And the person that has that automated the best is going to end up with a pile of gold instead of a few pieces of gold. And we create we we treat recruiting the same way. We don't want to write an ad that's just going to look for that perfect person. We want to go out and get hundreds of applications. And we want to put it into a refined, awesome process that's going to give us a heap of gold instead of maybe, if we're lucky, a piece or two of gold. So we really treat it like a massive funnel. And we want to get as much stuff into that funnel as possible. And we want to automate the filtering process in that funnel to find a bunch of pieces of gold rather than one or two pieces of gold. So we look at recruiting that way. And, and it all starts with application flow and getting a bunch of applications into that process. Awesome. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. That was one of the big key instrumental things when we started to grow and they scale that business that we, even before the labor crisis, we couldn't get enough bodies in the door uh, to fill the positions. But when we started um, not going out and recruiting for those positions before we need them, that's when we got ourselves in trouble. Um, and I know one of the big questions here uh, with a lot of people probably watching and people I've been talking to as a certified advisor with Service Autopilot is um, we kind of like to pull back the layers and, and, and dive in a little bit into your head, Dan. Uh, what, where are the hot spots right now as we're going out to fill that funnel uh, to find these employees? Uh, is there certain things online, offline that are working that you would recommend if someone's just starting out to do this? Yeah, so a couple different places. Online, we find Indeed to be by far the best. Um, it's most cost effective. It's where you can get that pile of applications. You can get some off of Facebook, and, it, and, and by all means, this varies by market and by demographic and by geog geographic. It, where you're at and who you're looking for, these can vary. So this is in general. We find Indeed works the best. Facebook, we get some activity on. Craigslist is super hit and miss. ZipRecruiter works in a few markets, but it's very, very market specific and it can get a little expensive. And so that's all online. Um, we also find that it's really important to have other sources of bringing applications into these funnels. One that we use is we have business cards that not just our owner, general manager type of positions hand out, but our employees have business cards that when they're out at a restaurant, or you know, interacting on a day-to-day -day basis with anybody, they have a recruiting card that basically says, "You're awesome. You know, would love to work with you. Would love to have you on our team." Um, and they can get a bonus if they bring somebody in. It doesn't need to be a friend. It can be anybody they brought in, as long as that person is the you know is the catalyst for getting that new recruit in. And if they stick around for three, six, twelve months, um, they stand a chance to earn a bonus from that. And and it's just like a client acquisition cost. Um, you had mentioned earlier how, you know, it's, it's a sales and marketing game. And this is one of the first times since I've been around the block that uh, it's turning into a capacity driven market in that we can go find the clients, but unless we can find that next cleaner to go take care of them, which seems to start, it's now seemingly being the, the more difficult part of our jobs. Um, we can't take care of that next client. So um, really getting creative and, and using a lot of online resources. Uh, but also, you know, some boots on the ground getting in front of people and using your current employee base to, to go help you fill up that funnel and um, be a gold miner. 
awesome. And, and I couldn't agree with you more. It's great insight. And I, I love the fact that you addressed that there's some an online portion, there's an offline portion. And then in addition, uh, maybe there's a human element portion for our existing team going out and probably finding like-minded individuals, whether it's a culture fit or work ethic fit. Uh, and that being said, as you dive into that, um, are you going out and let's just say, are we, let's use the words quote unquote marketing for these new employees, are we using, uh, what kind of tactics or, or ways are we actually marketing for these people um, in these different facets? So I'm assuming there may be different ways, or maybe it is the same, um, that we're marketing for these people online, offline, and then maybe in person, um, physically interacting with them, let's say at the restaurant or the gas station, maybe we see somebody from a different company that maybe exudes some some work ethic, or maybe they're checking the oil on a lawnmower uh, proactively, and we don't really find that in most employees. So um, diving into yep. it, what does that look like? Are we actually going out and marketing for employees like we are um, new sales? I, I guess that's kind of what I'm inferring from what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And I think you have to. Um, and we didn't used to have to. People used to be out looking for jobs. And so we could find them and they would find us. And it was it was more on them to come and find us. And now the tides have turned and it's on us to go find them, just like we've always had to go find clients. And so we have to be a marketer of recruiting. We have to be, you know, making a pitch to them. Um, they they have zero obligation to come work for us. They used to need the paycheck. Now they can go get a paycheck anywhere, doing any number of different things. So we have to sell them and convince them that we have the right offer. Um, one thing, and, and this is a mental framework, and, it, and it's whether you are recruiting online or you know finding that person that's because you like their attitude and the, the way they interact. Um, is a tool you can use, but you need to sell them on why they're going to love showing up for you every day, right? All, all the data is that it's really about do they love going to work there every day. So it's you have to have a super positive picture, and you have to make it really exciting, and you have to have a great value proposition on why they need to come work for you, and it can't be just about the money because – if it's just about the money, they might come work for you for two weeks and then they're going to go find more money. So it's got to be a really strong value proposition. And so even if you do pay more money, you don't use that as the tool that convinces them. It's not going to bring the right person in the door for you. You need to get somebody bought in on the level of excitement and what you bring to the table and what your company can do for them. Um, and we find that. So let's let's lay lay it out this way. If you found somebody out you know in the world you're walking on a sidewalk and you bump into somebody and you're like oh man this person seems like they'd be a stud i want them to come work for me you're not going to start making demands of hey you know i'd love to offer you a job but i'll tell you what you better show up every single day and if you screw it you know like you got to do this and you got to do that no you're going to start telling them about all the great things about coming to work for mike callahan you're not going to tell them about all the negatives and the biggest error that we see in online job posting is people post a job description and job requirements and demands and it's like you would never do that when you're talking to somebody out in the real world you would tell them about all the great things and the same thing goes online tell them about all the great things you don't need to teach them about your company you don't need to teach them about all the things that they need to do to do a good job in that job you're going to teach them that you know through the interview and and you know hopefully if you're lucky to hire them you just need to get a click you just need them to click on your job and apply for it so they end up in your funnel and then you automate it from there. Uh, but the biggest mistake we see is people using that that ad that they post as a filter 
and they try to get the perfect person. They try to make a bunch of demands and put a bunch of constraints on basically like don't apply unless all these things work perfectly for you instead of just getting them in a, in a process and a funnel and letting that do the work. Um, just like you would if you ran into somebody out on the street, um, you just got to paint a super positive picture and you got to sell them. Um, it's a marketing game. So. No, very interesting perspective. And I, I, I can definitely reflect on that with um, the lawn care company up in, up in New York here. Um, one of the biggest problems we had um, as that millennial shift changed, uh, I ended up spending probably fifteen dollars to $20,000 traveling out to Arizona to Infusionsoft. They had a product called Elite uh, Forum and Elite Momentum. And the whole purpose of that was to, to, to basically define a mission, vision, and values in an actual culture. And when we had these, these rock stars or studs, as you call them, uh, we would get them and we'd pay up above the market wage, and, but we could only get them and stick around for maybe a season. And finally I had to drop in and say, Hey, is it the fact that I'm an absentee owner? Is it the guy managing the running the company now? Is it the pay? Is it the company? What is it? What is driving you now to actually lead this company? And they're like, no, the guy running the company is a great guy. A company's a great place, pays better than normal, but that's exactly what it is. It's pay. And when we connected, just like you said, the cultural piece, uh, we were getting a good three to five years out of the retention. So I think really important, if you're listening to Dan, what he's saying, it's just not the old school approach, but you've got to basically sell your company as a culture to get into. And I think once you actually get them in, we don't stop there. We need to reinforce it, um, learning from my experience mm -hmm. at least, or we'll actually lose them. So um, yeah. there was a, yeah. a couple of big things you hit on there. Um, and I wanted to just cycle back um, to one of them. And one of the things that we're seeing really uh, somewhat frequently, but I, I think it's the, it's the rarity in the service industry right now. And I know a lot of guys and girls in the Service Autopilot Academy are doing this. I want to give credit where credit's due, it's probably especially in the elite group. Uh, we had the pleasure of working them uh, last August. They're actually doing um, a content marketing game where you would normally do this for a, a potential consumer. They're actually going out and doing content marketing, whether it's organic or paid targeting their potentially new employees. So are you seeing any benefit of people actually having videos based on their culture and just talking about the picnics and the different things they do uh, and start retargeting these people through social media? Is that something you'd recommend or is there a positive or negative uh, on something like that? I, yeah, I think we, we actually, so, so when we build our list of people that have applied, we keep going back to that list over and over and over again. We, you know, we want to sell it. We want to convince them that we're the spot we don't want to attract the wrong person and hence why we've got all these filters in place in case we are attracting that wrong person we still want to get them in the funnel but we're going to let the funnel do the work for us um, but there's nothing more powerful than a story right and so however you can tell your story and get that in front of them and there's a lot of different ways that you can do it video is the most compelling because it's got the picture and the words to go along with it um, and so i think that is a phenomenal approach um, and it's just a matter of finding the right medium to use it to get in front of people Awesome. And, and, and you brought this up and it kind of brings to mention, is there key words that we're using? So whether it's in the video or, 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 or written text that we need to be focused on to actually drive the right applicant and maybe not scare them away from these job um, postings? So the key word stuff comes down to really like posting jobs online because it works just like Google AdWords would work. Uh, people are going to search for a certain thing. And you want to make sure that you're getting in front of them based on what they're searching. Uh, a mistake that we see a lot of times when people are, are posting their job description with demands and with constraints of the job is that they're so focused on telling people about their company 
that they're not focused on what that person's actually searching for. Um, so we have found getting, even, even though it might not be the thing that you call the job, find, you know, if it's a window cleaner, but people are searching for, um, you know, uh, uh, what, I don't know what, what somebody would search for, but something to do with uh, window maintenance or something like that, whatever they search for, um, knowing what that keyword is and making that part of the job description that you post, even if it's not the title that you call the job and the same thing all the way down through the, the job ad. Um, we have some where we'll be like, we clean, 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 and then we clean some of this and we clean some of that. And we're looking for anybody that searches clean or cleaner. And if they post and they search for that, they're damn well going to find our ad because we use that word about 30 times. And so you got to treat it the same way. It's not necessarily you trying to tell them all about what you have going on. You got to have some information in there that's attractive and exciting and it's an ad and you're marketing, but you also have to be really keyword focused. That, that goes away a little bit when you're talking about videos and in-person related stuff. Then it's more about hitting home on your culture and you're going to use that in different follow-up sequences that you do that you're going to automate through the process. But when you're just trying to get people to apply and get them into the funnel, it's super important to know what those keywords are and be on the phone with whatever job board it is that you're using. Talk to them weekly. If you have jobs out there, they'll tell you what people are searching for. Go find it. Make sure that you're not biased by what you think you're searching for. You need to be typing in what people are searching for, not what not not what you think your job is. So that's a interesting little spin, but it's different than we do with Google AdWords. So. Interesting. And I, and I don't know if there's even a direct correlation, but I've got to throw it out there. Something that's, that's been top of frame of mind right now in the service industry. Uh, a lot of us, especially in the service autopilot uh, community, like to go out and out learn our competition. We're constantly striving for education. And uh, one of the one of the uh, closing keynotes in SA5, our, our conference that we had was uh, Marcus Sheridan, the sales lion. Um, background on him, if you haven't read his book, highly recommended is uh, They Ask You Answer. Uh, but it's about the new game of content uh, marketing and education. And one of the things he, he talks about is the headline of your video or your copy uh, should be exactly how the consumer asks it. So it's not how the professional, um, just like you're saying, says, you know, um, professional lawn mowing. A good example was I, I just had a hot water heater break in the house about a month ago. And uh, I literally searched in how to keep a pilot light lit on a hot water heater. And, and lo and behold, it was actually somebody in my service area that, that knew what they were doing with this content game. And I, it literally was verbatim, complete with a video, a shopping list for Lowe's or Home Depot, and a video how to do it. And I was like, well, I'm just going to hire this guy no matter what the price is. He knows what he's doing. And he's gone to the, the fact of telling me what to do. But as I'm kind of circling back that correlation, not necessarily to do with um, employees in that example, but taking that um, how they would search for it. Now, are you making specific copy with keywords to drive your, your applicant in different mediums as far as that? Or is that just kind of a, a, a coincidence I kind of picked up on? No, I mean, I think that exists uh, in all frames. You, uh, there's a listening and it's, and it's, it's online listening or online marketing, whatever it is, but whether it's a candidate or uh, a customer, putting yourself in their shoes is like the third level of listening, right? There's, there's basically three levels of listening. There's looking at somebody and like nodding your head. And then there's making a comment back to say, yep, that happened to me one time. And then there's the level of putting yourself in their shoes and really digging in and like getting on an emotional level with them. And so it's no different whether it's you're, you're listening to a client or you're listening to a new recruit. 
you're trying to put yourself in their shoes and you're trying to get as deep into listening about what they want and less about what you have to get them to you, right? So if you can listen to what they're saying and if you can find out what they're searching for, it's, it's online listening. Find out what's important to them and make that part of your ad. And if it's so important to them, you should damn well be making it part of your company too. And I think some of us forget about that. But um, if you can put yourself into their shoes and find out what they're searching for, whether it's a client or a recruit, they're gonna find you. They're already looking for you. You just have to make sure you know what, what language they're speaking. Awesome. Great advice. And I, I guess you've been hitting on it a few times, subject near and dear to my heart. Uh, it sounds like you've got some automated processes around this. Um, it sounds like <clears throat> you've automated this process to at least kind of create a, 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 an inverted uh, sales pipeline for these recruiting um, prospects. So if you, if you wouldn't mind sharing us, how, how and why are you using automations? And is, is it starting to buy back timers and consistency? What What's the purpose of using an automation in uh, a basically a, a recruiting process and screening process in uh, employment. The biggest thing is time by far, um, especially in today's labor market when you get a lot of tire kickers and you have a lot of no-shows at interviews. If you can weed those out in advance, that saves you hours and hours and hours a week. Before, as we were perfecting this process um, and the, the biggest learning I had, we, we had started our home cleaning business in Minneapolis from the ground up. And I, I remember to this day, the first 10 interviews that I had were all no-shows. And the 11th one showed up and she had a pulse, so I hired her. And then she didn't show up on the first day of work. And I like kept going through this thing and I was like, there's gotta be a better way. And so we had to keep that, that word because we were just trying to, to go into the gold mine and find that piece of gold. We weren't pulling enough into our funnel and we didn't have a process to process all the stuff that we were bringing into that funnel. So first we expanded the funnel and then it was like drinking water from a fire hose. Cause what do you do when you get 300 applications? You can't sit and sift through all that stuff. Even though you know it's the right thing to do, you just freeze up and you're like, I'm a CEO, I'm an entrepreneur. I don't have time for all this stuff. Like I gotta try to figure out which resume or application looks the best here. And like half of them aren't even filled out all the way. And then this person looks like they're good but they won't return my phone call. So we have, uh, we use the snag platform and we actually do that for the clients that we recruit for too. We get them onto our platform and we manage it for them. Um, but the idea being we, you know, wherever we're posting ads, even if we're handing biz business cards out to potential recruits that are, you know, working at a restaurant today, we direct them to this online application that we have them fill out to get into our process. It, we have it set up and, and depending on the industry you're in and the demands of the job, we have some different knockout questions in there that are binary, like it's a yes or no, true or false. And it basically, if they answer one of those questions wrong, they're out. They're not a fit for the job. Um, we take them from that step to some automated assessments and they're like psychological tests or personality tests. One is on their job fit. And there's just under 50 questions that they get asked about like the technician and, and it's a specific tech technician one that we use for the most part. Um, do they have the characteristics to be a good technician? And there's, it's, it's a psychology exam basically. And they have to go through and answer all these questions and it's quick. It's just, you know, agree to strong, you know, strongly agree to strongly disagree type of spectrum. Um, and they take that quiz uh, or, or personality test, And then they also take one just on attitude alone. Um, an attitude can pretty much tell you everything about whether they're going to be a good fit or not. So we have them take those two assessments. Um, and assuming they get through all those steps, 
then and and I'll say we don't know they exist as they're doing this. We get them into the funnel and it just pushes them right into all this stuff. So as an operator, I don't have to engage with them at all. I know my system is just doing the work for me. I don't even know that they're out there. We wrote an ad, we posted it. We're just going to sit back and they will, and, and our recruiting team does this. And I'm, I'm like our number one client because I don't get in here, but our recruiting team will go in and push a message out to this person. Once, once they've looked at it and said, yep, they qualify, their assessments look good. Um, you know, their application looks good for this reason or that reason then they'll push it through and, and we do, the last step is we do a communication flip. Um, and so we try to, you have to, just like with a client, you have to stay engaged with them. You don't wanna let too much time go by or they're gonna go find a different you know vendor. And in this case, they're gonna go find a different You still need to get them to jump through enough hoops. If and when you hire them, that when you ask them to go over to Betty's house, and do you ask them to do something yes sir here we go i'm i'm off to do that thing we make them jump through a bunch of flip where we are going to rather than us reaching out to them to say hey we like you you passed all of our goofy stuff that we made we send them an email and have them text us back so we want to we want to continue to control the conversation and we want to resist the urge to chase them. Once we start chasing that, we keep chasing them until the day we fire them, or they. Um, so we will have we'll send them a specific instruction to round back with us, and and we always make sure it's a different means of communication. So we're either going to text them to email us, or text them or tell them to call us, um, and then from point they have to rather than us going back and forth with them but b can they follow an instruction and will they have the guts to text a number who they don't even know and say hey i was told to text this number you know i'm interested in this interview because let's face it we're going to send them out to all kinds of different jobs and they're going to get to ones where they don't know what to expect and they can't get a hold of anybody and they the address is wrong and we just need to know that they can follow an instruction and have the guts to try to problem solve and figure it out um so we push them through a bunch of hoops and then we make them do the work to request and set up the interview wow that's awesome so i love the fact that you're, you're putting the onus on the, the potential employee and, and making sure that they can kind of jump through those hoops that they're probably going to be jumping through when they're working for you so that that's really, really powerful stuff. So if anybody's listening, you know, this isn't something that uh, I'm assuming Dan came up with overnight. These are tried and tested ways. So um, whether you're looking out, going out to hire a professional service to help you do this, or you're building a manual process that eventually you want to automate, um, you know, Dan's been kind enough to kind of break down each and every step of this along the way for us. Um, the thing, you know, we, I know you're conscious of your time here. I know it's somewhat compressed, but I want to hit on one thing. And the communication flip strategy was pretty interesting. So you're you're setting the tone from day one that they are going to have to reach out and control the conversation. Um, you're not basically babysitting them. Uh, has that been, uh, I'm assuming that had to have been a bit of a game changer once you realized that shift. It, it's, it totally changes the game in terms of how much time you spend waiting for people that don't show up for interviews. We, 
for so long we would reach out to them and set up interviews and then you'd be sitting there like, okay, well, they're, are they just five minutes later? Are they not coming? Um, and we just kept chasing people and chasing people and chasing people. And then even if we did hire them, we still felt like we were always chasing them. Like I said, basically to the day we had to fire them or the day they quit. Um, and so going through that last step, as painful it is when you see somebody with really good assessments and a really good application that doesn't reply to you and doesn't follow that instruction, we leave it sit. We know they're out there and, and by all means, maybe they found a different job. They're still not gonna turn down your interview request if you're the one that requests the interview. So they're still gonna set up an interview with you as a backup plan to their other interview, right? And that's usually where you get burned and you end up waiting for them to show up. So it sucks when they don't text you and you see that they came through and you're like, this is a good one. I hope they get back to me. Um, but it totally saves the amount of time that you spend on it. And it just fast tracks you to the people that are really good, want an interview and are ready to work. And so not that everybody else is invaluable and that their time isn't worth anything and your time isn't worth spending on them. They're in your, your database and you can always go back to them and maybe they took a different job even if they scored really well. You can always reach back out to them and say, hey, you've applied to us before. We're hiring again. If you're interested, you know, reapply or, or follow this, this process and you can still re-engage with the ones that scored really well but maybe didn't make it through all your funnels and kind of retest them and see if they make it through. And we've been able to pick up some really good employees doing that too without wasting all of our time. Um, and it's just, you save, I mean, you know, at a minimum, if you're a CEO, you're worth a hundred bucks an hour on a bad day. Um, and so all the time that you spend not chasing people around and not setting up, uh, no show interviews is phenomenal. Yeah. It's really interesting. We, we never really talked about this in depth. So we used almost identical process in the lawn care company where we screened them out. We would text and email, uh, different communications. We'd even give them some homework going down to the DMV to get a driver's abstract if they required a license. Um, very, very interesting. The, the concepts and the similarities, just some, some, a little differences, but I think the, the core features here, if you're, if you're, if you're watching this and you're going into 2019 and maybe your H2B visa hasn't come in, uh, for seasonal workers or in the home cleaning industry and you, and you're starting to scale going into the spring rush, um, it's just, it, it's very insightful and I guess encouraging for myself to see that um, a lot of these manual processes can be automated and there's, there is some rhyme or reason to how you're going through from front to back, how to do this. So um, Dan, I know your time is very compressed, but I really want to thank you for joining us on the SA Weekly Talk Show. If anybody's interested in reaching out to you for any of your, your recruiting services or anything you got else off to offer, um, you know, your time to let us know, how, how can we hear about you if somebody's interested in reaching out to you? Yeah, you can go to our recruiting website, go to yourblueskies.com slash hire. And actually, if you go there, you can get a free PDF download of our entire process. Um, it walks you through every step that we take when we recruit for our clients and for ourselves. We use the exact same process for ourselves, obviously. So go and get that PDF. And, and there may be some things you can glean out of there. Um, and if you look at it and you're like, this is impossible, there's no way I could execute this then give us a call and hire us and we can do it for you. And it works. And we've done it for a bunch of people. Um, so check that out. If you have any questions, just shoot us an email at recruiting at blue skies, S K I E S services.com. And uh, we'll get back to you right away. And, you know, we love talking shop and we love helping small business owners. And right now it's, it's, it's a tough market. Unemployment's super low and turnover is super high. So whatever we can do to help people out and just give them some, some useful ideas and some concepts to work through, happy to help.
Awesome. I really appreciate it. I know this is the biggest hot topic in the last two years here that uh, employment, trying to find people to work for you and, and that are qualified. I mean, I've seen the horror stories of 17 applicants lined up for an interview and one guy showed up and he still wasn't the right fit. So mm-hmm. um, thank you for that huge give, that PDF. Check it out. Dan's giving you just his free executable blueprint. And uh, if you need some help, feel, re- feel free to reach out to him. Uh, until next week, SA Weekly Talk Show, Mike Callahan, special guest, Dan Plata of Blue Skies. Uh, we'll see you again next week. Check out the SA Facebook page as well as the SA user group for the uh, next educational How to Go Out and Crush 2019 um, show on Facebook Live. If you like this show, you might want to check out our resources at www.startsimplegrowth.com. While you're there, enter to win an estimator chatbot. Mike Callahan is available for private coaching.